You're listening to TBD, a podcast for brilliant coaches, consultants, helpers, and healers creating their best work and their most meaningful contribution. I'm your host, Megan Hale, business strategist and thought partner to help you distill your wisdom into your most potent offers and the multiple six figures that go with it. I'll be the first to tell you though, as someone who's done it, this path is far from a straight line. There are highs, there are lows, and so many moments of uncertainty in between. But if there are two things I know to be true, it's you always know what you need to know when you need to know it. And the next right step is always on its way. Let's do this. Hello, hello, my friends, and welcome back to the show. So I am currently joining you from San Antonio this week. I'm down here speaking at Growth Getters Live, which is a conference hosted by Natalie Gingrich, who owns the Ops Authority. And I'm going to be delivering my keynote tomorrow, which is all around how to create a business where every gift has a space to belong. Super excited to dive into this topic. And I've already met some amazing people. If you've been in my world for any amount of time, you know, San Antonio holds such a special place in my heart. This is where Wild and Holy was born, my former brand. And I have led several Wild and Holy weekend retreats around this part of Texas. So it's super cool to be back. This is also where my business like really started to take off and build momentum. This is where I created the money map and also navigated like some of the biggest obstacles that I had gone through to date, which really laid the foundation for everything that I teach today around sustainable business design. So it's just so cool to be back, you know, in a place that holds so much for you and just be able to reflect on everything that's happened since and just kind of have a moment of marveling at your damn self. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you were anything like me and my high achieving clients, it is very likely that you tend to focus on how much more there is to do and how much more there is to become. It's really easy to lose sight of seeing just how far you've come already, right? I think it's a really important practice to be able to reflect on that. You know, this past weekend, I was even going back and listening to the Enoughness Revolution podcast, especially like those last couple of episodes. And I was like, really like pulling some major threads together on what it had been like leading that conversation for two years and really being so immersed in that body of work around worthiness and enoughness and bravery and just living into your fullest expression. And I just had a moment of like, wow, that conversation was so incredibly good, like so powerful. And I think I have noticed, I have this tendency, like when the new idea comes through, right, that this new thing is like so much better than that thing that I've already done. And I definitely noticed that pattern in myself. So it was really cool to kind of like go back with fresh eyes on the enoughness revolution and just be like, damn, that was such a good conversation. Like so much wisdom poured out on that show. And so I just kind of had a moment of like marveling at my own damn self, you know? And I think that we need to be doing that more, right? I think all of us need to be doing that more and just like sitting in awe of what we've been able to accomplish. You know, this week I had the beautiful, beautiful opportunity of just celebrating a client who just moved through a sold out launch that is one of those like game changing launches, right? It's like, this is a launch very similar to like my launch in 2018 that radically shifted my business and everything that came next is one of those launches that brings in months and months and months of super stable, consistent, spacious cash flow, where you literally like are experiencing your business from a different perspective. It shifts your life and like what is possible for your personal financials, like 
so many amazing things. And so it's just been so cool to hold this space for her to be an anchor point for her to come back to. She has like really fully committed and shown all the way up for this thing. It's just been such a joy to watch her lead in this launch. And more importantly, just the way that she has really chosen herself in this vision. Like it has been so beautiful. But on the back end of this, now it's like, I want you to really see yourself and like celebrate the hell out of this, right? Like marvel at what you just did. Be in awe of it. Like it's such a powerful practice. So if you have not marveled at your own damn self lately and how amazing you are, the wisdom that you bring to the world, the value that you bring to people, please take a moment to really carve out some time and space to do that for yourself. It's so incredibly key. Okay. It's so important for us to see ourselves, to be that compassionate witness and like blow our own damn minds. Right. (laughs) So one of the things that oftentimes shows up in my path is when I'm on a journey, when I'm on a spiritual journey, I'm on an inner growth journey, there start to be little synchronicities that start to lay themselves upon my path. Okay. And this is one of the ways where I know like, Oh, expansion is happening. Like there is something bigger than me that is really guiding the show here. Right. And so if you recall, if you listened to last week's episode, you know, that we talked about three signs of entrepreneurial maturity, where I talked about cultivating a more holistic definition of success um, being able to take a financial loss and also how to realize when you are upper limiting yourself. Okay. Now, when we are talking about how to take a financial loss, I reference Marianne Williamson and the law of divine compensation, where she shared her story of experiencing a financial loss when she was putting on a live event. Right. And I talked about how that was so powerful for me to come back to when I navigated a financial loss last year, running my own live event. And it was really the words that her dad spoke to her that I came back to when he said, you can afford to take this loss, right? And he wasn't just talking about financial. He was talking about mentally, spiritually, emotionally, like you can afford to take this loss. It was such an anchor point for me last summer of like, okay, I can do this. I can navigate this. I will be okay. So this morning I got up, I went to the gym, I lifted some weights, I was climbing some hills and I have my earbuds in and I'm listening to Michelle Obama's latest book, The Light We Carry. Now I'm pretty much obsessed with Michelle Obama. I think that she should be our next president. I just think that her leadership style is just phenomenal. I love everything that she brings to the table. And the thing that I appreciate about this book is really her willingness to be a lot more vulnerable. It's such a more stripped down and raw conversation with her of like what it was really like, like navigating the end of Barack's presidency when Trump was coming into office and like all of the things that she was navigating, right? And so anyway, this chapter that I'm on right now is talking all around how we relate to fear. And it's so refreshing to hear Michelle's journey with her own inner critic and how she's navigated the fear that has shown up as she has been on literally like a world stage, right? Like her level of visibility has just been something I could never even imagine for myself. And truth be told, it's something that I would not want for myself. Like me and visibility have had a very conflictual relationship over the years. And honestly, like there have been so many times that I've kind of been like put out (laughs) that visibility is part of my job. Um, If it were up to me, like I would literally just be in my corner of the internet, just creating awesome content, awesome curriculum, serving my clients and not pursuing more visibility at all. 
But the problem with that is, which I would imagine is the same for you, is that when you know that you have a big purpose to live into in this world and you are here to create a bigger impact, like visibility is a kind of bit a part of that, right? Especially if you are building a service-based business or you are building a company, you have to be found so you can help the people that you are here to support. And that's part of doing business. I remember in the early years of starting my business, oh my gosh, I would be so annoyed that most of my time was spent marketing my business than it was actually delivering my work to my people. <laughs> and I think over the years, I've really had to make peace with that and also like navigate the different dynamics that I think I have with marketing and visibility as a whole, which is a whole journey in and of itself. Like, like really finding your way of marketing that feels aligned and good for you, where it doesn't feel like it's this thing that you're having to force. It's just something that you get to, to share. And I think I still navigate that. I still am like trying to find my sweet spot of marketing and visibility that does feel really aligned to my strengths and my gifts. I do know that live launching is one of those things that I absolutely love. But the reason that I love it, because there's a container with it, right? <laughs> because I am agreeing, I'm going to show up and I'm going to be incredibly visible for this many days, right? It's not something that I have to sustain long-term. And so I go, I do my launches, I deliver like super high value trainings and I am like in it to win it for, you know, four weeks of being really highly visible. And then I go and take a couple of months off in visibility. <laughs> so that has really worked for me. But the thing that I have noticed the longer I've been in entrepreneurship is when I'm not being visible, there's something that doesn't feel like totally in alignment with that for me. And so I've kind of been having to renegotiate, like what does aligned visibility look like when I'm not launching? Because we have that piece dialed in, but what about all this time in between, which is the grand majority of the time, right? Because I don't live launch all the time. So what does it look like in those in-between stages? And so anyway, listening to Michelle talk about her fears with visibility, which was really powerful for me, because I think that the thing that I noticed is I absolutely have fears with visibility, especially like really big visibility. Like I intentionally choose not to pursue bigger rooms and bigger stages and all of those things. And so at some point you kind of have to question, like if fear was not running the show, would you still be making those same decisions? And the chapter that I'm on right now, like Michelle's literally unpacking that for herself around how she chose not to listen to the fear around being more visible and instead like really have Barack's back of saying, okay, like we're in this and I'm going to say yes. And we're going to go on this ride together. Right. So anyway, in the book, one thing that she shares, which was like, oh my gosh, this is so divine. Like, stop. She said, I had to get to a place where I could afford for my world to be bigger. I could afford for my world to be bigger. And I was like, oh my God, here's this word again, right? Because last week we were talking about Marianne Williamson's dad who could say, you can afford to take this loss. And now here, Michelle Obama is this week, somebody who I just so deeply admire saying, I can afford for my world to be bigger. And I don't know what it is about this concept of being able to afford something, but it's really, really hitting a nerve with me and like in the best way, because there's a willingness to that, right? There's a surrender to that. So there's also an expansion to that. And there's just something about approaching 
challenging things through this lens of affordability that is really, really working some magic on me in this season. So I'm sure I'm going to continue to unpack why this concept of affordability is just so profound for me (laughs) for whatever reason, but I just found it so synchronistic that I'm sitting here in San Antonio, like thinking about all of the things that I have been able to afford, right? Like quite literally afforded lots of risk, lots of loss, lots of like all kinds of things that we navigate in business. And here I am navigating this other level of visibility that I want to step into. And I'm like, I just don't know if I can do it. But then here's Michelle in my ear saying, but you can afford to, you can afford for your world to be bigger. And what does it look like to really ground down into that? So that's what I'm sitting with this week and probably for the next couple of weeks, who knows how long it'll take for me to unpack all of this. But anytime little synchronicities start to show up on my path in this way, (laughs) it is always a sign that there are some beautiful things at work in the background. There are new roots that are being planted. There's a new version of me that is coming online. And that's a really, really exciting thing. So I'm going to keep this episode super short, but I just wanted to come and share this little gem because if this word affordability, if this concept of being able to afford is helpful for you, like it is for me then take it and run with it. See how you can apply that to your own things that you are struggling with right now. And maybe it's something you're struggling to step into or something that you're struggling to receive or something that you are struggling to integrate, whatever that is. What does it feel like or shift for you when you approach that through the lens of affordability? Affordability. There's such a richness in that word too. Maybe that's why I love it. So anyway, my friends, until next time, I am wishing you the courage to keep showing up, even when clarity is still forming, knowing, trusting, believing that the next right step is always on its way. See you soon.